challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Let me start by saying how grateful I am that you spend time with me in this podcast. We are about trying to change the direction of manhood in our generation. I think we talk about some important things. I love the feedback I get from you guys. I think we're doing this together. I think there's something great, a great movement that's arising in our generation, and I'm grateful that you are part of it and that we can do this together. I want to talk to you in this podcast about something that is arising from the struggle in Ukraine. I'm seeing something happen in the lives of the men I know there. I know some Americans who are ethnic Ukrainians. I didn't even know it when we were friends. Um, and they've gone back to the Ukraine to stand with their country. I'm seeing it happen in the lives of those who are on the ground in Ukraine. Uh, I'm seeing it happen in the lives of men as they struggle for something they believe in. And I believe it's a something that ought to be happening in the life of every man. So let me describe it. I want to do it this way. There is a famous poem uh, by Thomas Babington Macaulay. It's called Lays of Ancient Rome. It's a classic, been around for a century. And there are words that have lived in a lot of great leaders' lives that come from Lays of Ancient Rome by Thomas Babington Macaulay. Let me just read one brief section of it to you, and then I'll describe how it has inspired greatness in men uh, in history. Here's one of those small portions. To every man upon this earth, death comes soon or late. And how can man die better than facing fearful odds for the ashes of his fathers and the temples of his gods? How can man die better than facing fearful odds for the ashes of his fathers and the temples of his gods? Now, Thomas Babington Macaulay, of course, was quoting a commander from the Roman era in this epic poem of his. And I want to tell you that these words have lived in the souls of great men of the last hundred years. In fact, when he was in school, Winston Churchill memorized a thousand lines of Thomas Babington Macaulay's Lays of Ancient Rome, including these words. And during World War II, when he was prime minister of England, he would often quote those words to encourage people. He, quote, he read them aloud on the BBC to the British public. He gave these words and speeches to the military when he would do that. And of course, he said them to his own cabinet and his own friends. Now, the point that I want to make is that these words define something that ought to be part of the soul of a man, and that is that you face fearful odds, that you give yourself to a cause, in this case, for the ashes of your fathers and the temples of your gods, in other words, for your heritage and for your faith, is what Thomas Babington Macaulay is saying, basically in a, in, in a Roman context, since that's the subject of his poem. But I want to suggest to you that men are not meant to live just for themselves. 
They're not even meant to live. And this is going to be a little controversial. Hang on now. They're not even meant to live just simply to provide for their families and care for their immediate kin, as they would say in old language. They're also meant, and of course, you know, I believe in all of that, right? I believe that men should take care of themselves. I believe that men should take care of their families. Remember that I'm a, I'm a Christian, and, and in the New Testament, we are specifically told that a man that doesn't take care of his family is, is of the worst kind of man. So I'm, I'm committed to that idea, and I encourage that. We talk about that constantly. So I'm not denigrating any of that, but I'm saying it's not all a man is meant to be committed to. A man is not just meant to get up and go to work and earn money and provide for his family and love his wife and children and and, and lead them and, and help them and encourage them well and spend time with them and embed character in his children and so on, uh, and then go to bed at night. That's not all he's meant to be. Now, we talk about other things he's meant to be, like about his care of himself and being involved in a band of brothers, but I'm talking about something even beyond that. Because a man is made to live for a glorious cause. He's made to live for something he believes in beyond the immediate. He's made to live for something uh, that captures his soul and for which he's willing to sacrifice his life. And, and as I say again, I, I'm connected to the Ukraine struggle. I'm helping with some charities and funding and things like that. And as, as a result of that and some friendships that I have, I'm aware of men uh, who are Ukrainians all over the world, men who have left their country and, and gone and lived other places. And some of them, like I say, are so, so thoroughly Americanized, I didn't even know they were Ukrainian. But when their country was attacked viciously by the Russians, and it's one of the most, this, this entire war on the side of Russia is a war crime. It's, it's stunning. Uh, it, it needs to stop. It needs to stop now. It's violent. Civilians are being targeted. Um, it's, it, is, it is one of the most tragic events of our generation. And as a result, these men are flooding back to stand patriotically with their country. And I want to tell you that I see something arising in their souls. They've always been good men. Many of them are some of them are my, some of my closest friends. Um, but when they when that sense of my people are being attacked and I'm committed to a greater cause, uh, when something is pricked in their soul of their people, something they belong to, um, and giving themselves to a larger cause. I want to tell you that I've watched them almost morph right in front of me. Something fills their soul. Something animates them. Uh, I'm going to be. I'm going to sound a little insulting here, but but pudgy uh, little guys, when they suddenly have the nobility of Ukraine and the cause of Ukraine arising in their Ukrainian souls, it's like their bodies almost transform in front of me. That suddenly I, I see this warrior spirit on them. I see this. Uh, this, this, I'm going to fight to the death. I may, I, I realize I may not be able to do a lot of push-ups, and I, and I realize I, I have a little fat around my belly, but I'm going over there to serve. And, and there's something that lives, something that animates them, something that lifts them, something that infuses them. And I'm not suggesting necessarily that it always has to be a military or martial cause that inflames the soul of a man, but I am saying. Men are made, you know that I never mean to exclude women, but I'm just not addressing women in this. Men are made to live for a higher cause. It might be a cause inspired by their faith. It might be a cause inspired by their ethnicity. It might be a cause inspired by a social problem in their time. Uh, it might be a problem um, of their people. 
as you know, I live in a largely African-American world here in D.C., my church, my friends, et cetera, and just the city as a whole. And I love seeing, you know, NFL players addressing the problems of of the cities and youth and unfathered black youth. I just love seeing it. I love seeing them commit them to the, commit themselves to that cause. And as noble as they might have been on the gridiron when they were playing for the NFL, now something new infuses their soul and sets them aflame. And they are noble and beautiful and powerful. And I want to suggest that's the way it's supposed to be for every man. Uh, every man is meant to be committed to a higher cause something that inflames their heart, something that lifts them above the usual, something they are committed to and that is not maybe suggested by the immediate around them. My friends who are leaving for the Ukraine to battle there in some way, some are going to be background guys and intelligence guys and cooks and chefs and, and, and computer guys and what have you, but they're going to join a fight. And, 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 and many of them were living perfectly comfortable here. The immediate did not suggest it. It was commitment to something going on on the other side of the world. And I believe, as I've said repeatedly now, we are all meant for that. And I want to ask you, what's your higher cause? What's animating you? I know you're saying, Stephen, look, you tell us to do a lot of things. You want us to take care of our bodies. You want us to walk with our God. You want us to love our wives well and romantically and powerfully and lovingly. You want us to embed all sorts of great things in our children. You want us to be committed to a band of brothers. And to all of that, I say yes and no apology. But I want you to consider another dynamic, just another phase, another height, perhaps, that there are also those broader causes to which we are meant to be committed. And actually, everything else we are is part of that in a sense, right? We're committed to noble manhood. We're committed to to people achieving their best. We're committed to righteous families. We're committed to noble men. And then then if you're living in Kiev, here come Russian missiles destroying all of it. Well, People on the other side of the world who may not be the victims of those missiles have to say, wait a minute, I I, I need to be committed to seeing these people set free. I need to be committed to fighting off this assault. Or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's some social cause. Maybe it's some political cause. Maybe it's something that's happening in a certain part of the world. But I want you to just ask yourself, not pressuring you, but I want you to ask yourself, what is the higher noble cause to which my life is committed? Your life will be measured by how you lived as a man of character and nobility and faith and, and, and industry. Yes, your life is measured by what you embed in your children and the way you love your wife and the legacy that you leave in terms of your family. Yes, absolutely. But your life is also measured by the higher causes to which you give yourself. And that is often what distinguishes a man. That's often what distinguishes a man. Uh, I'm certainly not putting down being faithful to your business. I'm not putting down being faithful in your family. I'm not putting down being industrious or being committed to your band of brothers or constantly improving as a man. You know I am about all those things, and I have men around me as as I'm around them, just coaching them in every way, and they're coaching me to do all of those things well. But there's also the issue of the higher causes afoot in the world to which men are meant to be committed. I'm not suggesting that most of you on this podcast or listening to this podcast are meant to go to Ukraine and pick up a weapon. No, I'm not. That's somebody's fight. It's probably not yours. Although we have Ukrainians listening to this podcast and welcome to you and we cheer you on and we'll help you as we can. But at the same time, at the same time, there are many causes in the world 
And a man is designed to have his heart captured for it. Maybe your cause is, is my, one of my causes, the, the cause of noble manhood in our generation. Well, jump in with us. Body, soul, wallet, industry, everything. Jump in with us. Great. Maybe your cause is something else. Maybe you're Native American listening to this. And your cause is the rise of Native American manhood. Great. We'll help you. We'll stand with you. We want to hear from you. You understand what I'm saying? Maybe your cause is some injustice. Maybe you're a lawyer and you're fighting some injustice. You're fighting people being wrongly put in prison. Great. What I'm saying is that all of us are meant to have higher causes to which we are committed. It sets our soul aflame. It causes us to take hold of God. It do, it does. It's not in competition with the other. It shouldn't be, by the way, in competition with the other things to which we are devoted. Our families, care of ourselves, our band of brothers, our our, our jobs, our industry, our businesses, our, our sources of prosperity, etc. But at the same time, I want you to ponder in the coming weeks, what are the higher causes to which I'm committed? Talk it over with your wife. Talk it over with your band of brothers. I'm not saying go choose one off a shelf like you're shopping at Target, but I am saying, could it be that you're hearing this podcast because higher causes, a higher cause perhaps, is meant to surface in your life? This is one of the things that distinguishes great manhood. We know Churchill, for example, a guy I constantly refer to. Yes, he was a father. Yes, he was a grandfather. Yes, he was a painter. Yes, he was a bricklayer. Uh, yes, he fought in war himself. Uh, but what do we really know him for? We know him because he was committed to great causes, and he rallied others to those causes. And granted, that was his professional life as well, but I'm thinking of a lot of other people who worked in various jobs and had uh, you know, pr- practical lives that were good and noble, but it was the higher cause to which they were committed that really distinguished them and animated everything else they were and that causes their great-grandchildren to, in the ancient words, rise up and call them blessed. So ponder this. Think about this. Think about our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and consider what are the causes that set my soul aflame, or maybe what's the cause to which I'm meant to be committed. And there are different seasons of life, by the way. You might be busy with a house full of kids and a busy job, and maybe you won't do very much right now in the pursuit of that cause that you've identified, but maybe it will grow over time. Maybe now it's writing a check. Maybe now it's getting informed. Maybe now it's just sharing the cause with a few people. Maybe now it's encouraging some folks to step up. But in time, who knows? Maybe as you as you grow and children leave home and you prosper more, who knows what's possible down the road? The issue is that it captures your heart and that you serve a noble cause in your generation because this is one of the great parts of noble manhood. To join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 